know that our crowd might be down a little bit. Uh, several folks that had to get on the road and various things, but we're thankful that you're here and uh, thankful for the chances to enjoy a few moments of uh, remembrance this afternoon. Also, a, a couple of short lessons at the end. Of course, you won't need your Bible here to begin. Uh, many of you are familiar with this now. We've done this for the last several years, as I made mention of this morning. I'm taking a, a look at the last year, and because of singing uh, next next Sunday, I thought now would be uh, just as good as time as any to, to consider this. So uh, a couple of caveats or uh, statements that I usually make. Number one, I apologize for any omissions. Um, I think it was last year when we lost our brother Gabby that uh, I'd worked through everything and thought I was done at the last minute. I, I thought, I think, feel like I'm, I'm missing something. I realized that going through old bulletins and, and writing things down, you know, I'd missed that. And I was able to get it in before I realized it before we got uh, to the service. But I know that kind of thing might happen. And so I hate if it does and apologize for that. Uh, and the other thing is, this is meant more for our family here. Um, sometimes when I'm looking through the bulletin, I, I see, you know, grandchildren that are grandchildren or great-grandchildren that have been born to members of family from other places, and it's kind of like when we start grabbing all that, we could be here uh, for a long time if we're not careful. So uh, again, some of that may come from it's, it's hard to catch everything and everyone, especially extended family, and even the pictures. Travis was given a bit of a preview a minute ago, and several people were commenting about pictures. I was talking with Charles. Charles was like, you need the pictures I got. I got a whole lot of pictures, uh, and I was like, well, that's dangerous. Um, I've mentioned this before, but I borrowed this idea from, from my brother, our brother Chad Dollahite that preaches down in Bremen that we do uh, East Tennessee Bible Camp with. He had started doing it a long time ago, and, and he gathers as many pictures as he can, and then he goes for like 45 minutes. And he's like, but it's okay because everybody loves the pictures. I'm like, I don't think 45 minutes is okay, Chad. I don't know if I'm going to get away with that. So we'll just have to share pictures amongst ourselves later if you want to see uh, more. But uh, that's, that is always fun. Uh, but certainly we uh, want to be timely uh, this afternoon. Before we get to some of the pictures, we do usually begin with some of the things that have happened amongst us that we just sort of list out. Uh, one of the things is, is any births among the congregation. And so this was something I was thinking about a moment ago. Uh, of course, you know, even Miss Mary had a, a new addition to her family, extended family. But uh, by my count and looking through the bulletins, you know, of our, we, we've not had families. Of course, we know someone like Jessica that is expecting, and we're excited about that and that kind of thing, but I didn't see any, any births among our, our members here. Unfortunately, we follow that right up then, usually with uh, some of the deaths that we have. I was thinking about the fact that we had a, a lot uh, that we lost in January of last year, so almost a full year ago now, um, but then we kind of went through the rest of the year where we've been, you know, not having to deal with that, and we're thankful for that in one sense. A lot of these folks as well had fallen into uh, the uh, shut-in kind of category. Think about Frankie Cox and Betty Smith we hadn't seen uh, for a long time because of their health issues, and even Miss Faye. I was uh, saw her name mentioned in the bulletin, and I believe, I know Carl gets the mail sometimes here from Faith on Sunday, and he kind of goes through it and, and divvies it out to the elders and things, but uh, I believe there may have been a card in there from Buford. Uh, or at least uh, that his daughter may have sent a Christmas kind of card. So if, that's, if that is what that is, then I'm sure it'll get passed around and we'll try to post it. Uh, we miss Brother Buford a lot, but I've thought about uh, some of these sweet ladies who had passed away in January of last year. Uh, also, we got in, and, and uh, Brother Tracy, um, who, again, we hadn't got to know as well with some of his health issues back the first of last year, and then even Steve. Um, I, some of these dates, again, I can find in the bulletin. Sometimes it kind of comes from the, maybe the bulletin that they were in when we first mentioned these things. But uh, by my count, from then on um, through the year, we've lost a lot of friends and family members, but not so many uh, directly tied maybe uh, to the congregation here. 
Uh, new births. There is a couple from this year. We're thankful back in the summer that Carter uh, had uh, obeyed the gospel and even Wyatt. This was around the time that Wyatt was most recently. Um, I was talking about the pictures with a few people a moment ago and I mentioned that Hannah and I both use Google. We have a Google Gmail account and we both have Google phones and so if she takes a picture with her phone I can get on a computer here you know my office and see it. Um, if she's texting it or somebody, you know, sends her a picture by text message, I can't see that. And so I was looking through our pictures, both from my phone and hers, and I had two pictures of Carter's baptism. They were both from right here. I think Don uh, was the one that, that did it that day, and I was standing back here and got a few from the side, and I looked at Hannah's. And Hannah had about 45 pictures, and I was like, this is the difference between men and women. But what she had that I wish we had, that's the kind of thing I wish we had time to go through, was all the people and young people from the congregation coming up and hugging Carter after it was over. I don't know if she was sitting right there where she is now, but that kind of thing, and they're all right here with every person that was lined up to, to hug him. And it, uh, those kinds of things do encourage you to, to look back and to think about. And even though it's a very quick moment, and I was thinking about maybe 2022 and certainly even back Back to 21, we've had a lot of these young folks uh, that have obeyed the gospel, and we're very, um, very thankful for that, benefited from that, love to see uh, how they're able, especially our young men, obviously, to get involved with our service and be involved in leading on Wednesday nights and in our prayers and those kinds of things. Um, Place membership, the the ones in the bulletin, again, just kind of using that as a source most of the time. Uh, Wayne and Martha Hendricks, they were with us this morning, not able usually to be back with us on Sunday afternoon, um, but they uh, placed membership back in February. And I don't usually include people who had left, but I was noticing and looking through the bulletins that I, it was during uh, back in the spring uh, when Hannah and her family, the Hannah Collie and her family, uh, stepped away to move back to Huntsville to be with her. So uh, someone else that we sort of lost by, by moving away. Um, but as far as, as membership, uh, Wayne and Martha Hendricks were the ones that placed membership last year. I don't know that we had any weddings amongst, again, members here, uh, maybe some extended family that was along the way. And the other thing that we usually include sometimes is leadership changes. Well, uh, sadly, this year, we had a couple who had to step down for various reasons. Uh, our brother Carl, who appreciate him leading us in prayer there, and Brett, uh, Lawrence, around the same time, both stepped down. That's not necessarily something we want to, to have to mention or think about, but it challenged, you know, it, it's a bit of a challenge for um, us, for men, as they think about being leaders. I was listening to podcasts recently um, about leadership in the church and the idea of raising our young men to be leaders, to think about that. Obviously, young men that sit here at the front are not ready yet and do, don't meet all the qualifications. But as we see folks who have to step down or retire or even pass away from time to time, those are the things that should cause us to think about what we can do to either maybe become uh, an elder or deacon for men or encourage others to do that, which men and women can both do. Encourage other young men, young families, those kinds of things to make uh, this kind of step, to want this. Um, to not be something in which we are always running down the elders, uh, but trying to encourage them and to be something that should be looked forward to. All right, so then I try to gather as many events as I can and the pictures that we have. Uh, they're somewhat in chronological order through the year. I apologize because I don't know for sure that I hit that 100%. But usually one of the first things that we get to at the beginning of the year is Valentine's dinner. And this year, uh, back in the spring, we there we did... Uh, uh, Andy Griffith type dinner had the kids that dressed up and had a lot of fun helping uh, even a little bit of music 
at least from the two guys on the left. I don't know what the guys on the right are doing, but they're all gathered around there. Um, most, of, most of you are embarrassed or already worried about what picture is going to show up of you, but I promise I'm not trying to, to uh, fully embarrass anyone. But um, we had a good time. You can even see there uh, the jar of pickles on the table, and we uh, enjoyed thinking about the Andy Griffith Show and the things that went along with that. And there's kind of a shot from the back of the room of all the kids up and about helping uh, and enjoying working through that. Um, appreciate the opportunity that we have to encourage them and for them to encourage you all and, and the mutual benefit that comes from, from something like, like that. Uh, of course, back in the, the spring, we participated in the Lads Leaders program. I have a few pictures from that, but I do always enjoy going through my phone and my pictures sometimes because I find some random ones. This is a good one. Uh, we never showed this, I don't think. We, we might have to think about that. We, um, the, the kids might be embarrassed, but one of the things we participated with for the first time this year was a video. And of course, we live in the age of video, we live in the age of YouTube and that kind of thing where it's meant to be beneficial, or maybe it's not meant to be, but it can be beneficial when we are able to use those resources. Uh, there is a, a man who, uh, a brother preacher who's been in the Carolinas, I think he may be up in Virginia now, um, that runs a website about apologetics. And uh, he has tried to use YouTube to make videos. He has tried to debate, quote unquote, debate certain atheists and people that will be on YouTube and, and put it out there because people are watching it and can we have some good content. So with that in mind, Last Leaders has a program where you can make a, a very short kind of two to five minute video, storyline video that tells a story about the theme or whatever. And so we actually meshed our video with the puppets and kind of took one story and made it and used it in two different things. Um, but this was a picture I snapped when they were videoing. Brian uh, videoed it for us and put it together. Uh, but Chase was kind of the main character uh, who was having uh, trouble getting everyone to think about. If you remember, it was Ezra and Nehemiah, so it was about build was our theme, and Chase was trying to get them to do the right thing and to be encouraging. And uh, most of them were just being knuckleheads through it, but that was kind of the funny part of the skit. So we'll have to see if we can find that hidden amongst the uh, YouTube out there. Uh, this, of course, is just a couple of pictures. Our left is our group shot from the stairs there uh, that we sent out amongst our group. Uh, both Clayton and Allie are sort of dressed up behind the sign there. They were our late leaders that carried that into the uh, ballroom one night when we were having our award ceremony. And then, of course, to the right side is our more relaxed picture. We appreciate so much Gary and Sandra and the work that they did and have done with trying to um, do the hospitality room, basically, where we have meals and uh, we have to spill over into the hallway to eat, but they have worked hard with set up the food and to have it there for us and to uh, make it where we can, the families and the young people can get around to the events they're participating in without uh, without too much trouble. And this is uh, the puppets, at least some of them there uh, in the puppet show that they um, presented. And again, it was kind of a similar story. We just turned it into the puppet form, but the kids worked really hard. They, they had to put in a lot of time. Uh, Shannon in particular has them here for puppet practice on Wednesday nights a lot of times or on Sundays going through it and that kind of thing. And um, you know, I, re I remember when I was a kid, we didn't do lads to leaders, but I remember I always loved vacation Bible school when I got older because I got to be a part of the puppets and as a teenager I didn't you know I didn't go around to the different rooms and stories but I got to do the puppets and I really enjoyed that so hopefully these are the kind of things that are shaping our young people and help them encourage them as they think about helping in the future during VBS. 
Um, so again, I don't know what the knuckleheads on the left are doing. They're, I mean, they think they're cool at least. Uh, the sweet girls on the right are, you know, kind of a different story. And then the older kids in the middle, uh, they're now remembering doing this and thinking about it. I can see their faces up here. Um, but those are our three Bible Bowl teams this year who all uh, worked hard. Ezra and Nehemiah, if you remember, were uh, somewhat books of history and things that happened. So it's easy to remember or easier to remember events than it is sometimes to maybe memorize the Sermon on the Mount if you're studying Matthew, but yet there's a lot included in there. There's mentions of the wall, which wall they're standing on, which gate that wall was next to that they were standing on, how many people were at the gate by the wall. You know, it's just a, a lot, and they work really hard, and we, we appreciate them for, for doing that. Um, the various youth events, again, trying to find some pictures amongst what we had. I'm sure that's probably a teen singing on the left-hand side. Yes, that's the top of Gabe's head in the bottom of the screen there, if you can make, make that out. I don't think we have trouble telling that. He had another one where he had his face in it, and I thought, no, I'm going to go with this one. So uh, kind of the top of Gabe's head. I guess that's Clayton's foot. I don't know that somehow uh, to the side looks like his boots. Um, but they uh, have a great time. We appreciate, again, Brian sometimes. Uh, Gabe, Travis, when he could, he was able to take them uh, when he could to the teen singing. And then the mystery camp out, uh, Heath reminded me that's, I think, from the mystery camp out on the right, uh, when they take them to a, a location that is unknown as they leave and uh, are able to enjoy some time there. And there's a bit of a picture of the uh, one of the campsites there. Uh, is that the one where you, some of you slept on the bus? No, the different one. That was the year before. Okay, where it was so cold, I think Clayton and Chase slept in the floor of the bus that year. But uh, you just never know what you're going to get into, and that's what makes it fun uh, for these young people as they, they get together. Of course, our Vacation Bible School happened later in the year, uh, about the time of the, the school year starting, and uh, appreciate all those who help make that a success. I know it, it flies by. Um, I've talked to some of you, um, you know, about we, we try to always decide what works best, but um, we appreciate the elders letting us, you know, even decorate in the auditorium here and make it something that tries to bring to life as best we can um, the story that's going along with the theme. And speaking of bringing to life, this, you know, this is pretty good. This was one way, um, but we cannot pass up our, uh, our characters here, our people. Um, I was looking through these, and there were some good ones and some that I thought I better not use or I'll be in trouble. Uh, we love when Miss Ann reads to the kids and shares a Bible story. Uh, it, Christy always does such a good job of getting her uh, stuff together and including and making it real, uh, again, magical, something to think about, trying to imagine what the story would have been like. Our theme this year dealt with water, right, it's sort of in a way, um, the, the theme of water and Jesus and different interactions with water. Uh, and so there's, uh, I, I guess you're walking on the water. Is that what that is supposed to be? Walking on water right there. Okay, at Carter go. Uh, this is one. I had a good picture of Lisa in mid-telling story. I thought I better not use it or I'll be, be in trouble. I'll miss Lisa's list. But uh, all that you can do and all that, that people will put into it to try to make it seem something, uh, you know, as real to life as it can be, even for just a moment. Um, I had some of the younger kids a couple times come through uh, my, my particular room, you know, and I know the older ones, they get a little older and maybe they think about it a little differently, but for those little kids to imagine, uh, was it your Shannon, who was it was getting squirted with water? Was it yours or was it somebody else where they're, you know, that's what they remember is getting squirted with water because that's what it had to do with the storm. And so uh, that's just something that's always so 
encouraging. My greatest memory from VBS is that I got Miss Judy to participate uh, in a game. Um, we had a game where, <laughs> this was the one where I was going to be in trouble. Um, we, I had a game where since we were talking about the storm, they had just a piece of paper on a table and they had to use a straw to blow the paper down the table off the other end and it made like a relay. Well, the older kids were out of, they were off numbered, right? They were uneven. So somebody had to step in and fill the gap. And in true volunteer duty, Miss Judy was willing to do it for us. And so uh, we snapped a picture of that and, and had a good time in the game room. And then uh, Julie and Leah worked really hard and made even that room look, uh, look you know, very uh, enticing, something they'd want to come in and participate in. And so I know it kind of flies by when we do it, but we're thankful for all those who take part in that. Um, we played a kickball game. Well, just examine, uh, some of them are, are willingly making, Carolina's crying. I just now saw that. Look at that. Carolina's actually crying right there on the far left. Uh, Tinley and Thatcher look like they're ready to make, you know, beat us up. Um, but the, the, the younger ones uh, are kind enough to play with each other, make it kind of adults versus kids, uh, and have a good time with it. And they know that uh, there's usually like 45 kids on the field. We don't even know where to kick it because it's going to hit somebody uh, usually when we kick there. Um, but we find our way through. There were no injuries, I don't think, no pulled muscles. Um, but the, the adults were able to, to get the win. Gabe does have a lot of action photos. I was not going to include those at all. But after it was over, he texted a picture to me and Hannah, both of us, in the middle of kicking the ball, quite literally. So if you're willing to see those, I knew better than to put those on the screen. Um, but we were thankful to be able to do that. I think it's the second year in a row we've done it, and both years the weather turned out beautiful. I mean, just a great day to be together and to come out. And actually in the kids' picture, uh, there was another kid who just walked up and started playing. And, of course, uh, you know, we welcomed him right in and said, come on and play with us. And, and so I'm thankful to even kind of have a, a bit of a moment of, of shining our light there. Um, of course, Trunk or Treat takes place in October, and we have a great time with that. Um, everyone gets to dress up for a few moments and, and have a little bit of laughter and sugar the kids up. And uh, I don't have pictures of all the different trunks, but, again, that's something that sort of happens very quickly on a Wednesday night but uh, makes memories for these kids. I know that um, as there are pictures from the congregation over the years, you can sometimes, I know we use them digitally a lot now and just kind of have them in this form, but as they're printed, it's fun sometimes if you can go back through and look uh, through pictures and watch kids and see them grow. I found one in my own personal collection uh, back earlier in the year of where I grew up in Florence, Alabama, and actually sent some of those back to the congregation so maybe they could add them to their, uh, their group of photos there, but it's always fun to kind of see those things grow. Uh, we did have a cleaning day, and I think everybody survived. There was some blood shed that day, I think. I don't know if there was any crying, uh, no tears, but there was lots of blood and sweat. Um, a lot of folks were helping clean up the inside, clean up the outside. Um, I was amazed because I came, I was early uh, for a particular reason that morning, and like we were supposed to start like at 8, but like at 7.30, Tom Levi's out there, and I don't know who else, Gary Grove, they were, I'm like, what, what are y'all doing? We don't start till 8 o'clock, but they were, they'd already cut down several bushes and were ready to roll, and uh, we appreciate Josh Wilson bringing his dumpster, and we were able to clean a lot of those bushes up and make things look, uh, look good that way. Um, we had our breakfast course just a few weeks ago. We're now getting a little closer to our current time and appreciate the kids that do that and, and all who come and enjoy a good, good time of laughter there together. I did catch in this one that Emma's in the background trying to play drums, or Gary. I don't know which one, but that's a picture of the kids, but uh, I'd send that to Gary and Sandra because uh, a little Emma's back there trying to, trying to sneak in as well. Uh, this is one I had starred for a long time. I assume this is just a Sunday, but I couldn't help but notice here 
you got a bunch of knuckleheads in the front who are sitting around drinking and talking, and then you got a bunch of knuckleheads in the back that are sitting around drinking and talking. Frank and Gary and Bob and, uh, and, and uh, Michael are back there talking, and then the young ones in the front. But I think it was the Sunday afternoon where we had cleaned up lunch, and you know we're kind of all starting to mosey in here for service. And I walked in there. I may have been looking for Hannah or something. And there was this picture, just the young and the old, sitting there shooting the breeze, taking a drink, and, and sitting around talking. And so I snapped that. And when I was going through my pictures, I found it again. And I thought, that's a pretty good, uh, funny picture of the way that it should work. The way that all these pictures are meant to work is to remind us of the way uh, that the, the congregation is made up both of, of young and old and, and working uh, together. So I did not, well, I do have one more set of pictures, but when I start looking through and I can't find something, but I want to make mention, we did have a, uh, several that graduated back in the spring. We had the tables. Heath and Lisa uh, do a great job setting that up for us and having a, a day where we can honor our graduates. We had several, a couple of high school, but also uh, some who are graduating from college, and so we enjoyed honor, honoring them. Um, we did have our car care clinic, uh, which is a great story from that day. And then I mentioned Bible camp because I was able to get a few pictures. Uh, Charles texted me these at the last moment, but um, we had uh, had a line up there. There were several pictures of the supervisors who were watching, making sure the kids. I see Gabe in the background there with his orange shirt on and his hat, probably making sure. There was one that Charles sent me of, of uh, Travis and Heath both standing there, you know, supervising, making sure stuff's getting done. So, um, but the kids were all working, um, most of the time working, trying to get a little bit of work done along the way. And so they had a great time on that day. Again, don't know what the day's going to hold when it comes to planning, but the weather turns out perfect and able to have a good time of work and getting something done for our, some of our older folks, but also a good time of fellowship. Uh, so then I also had on there um, the Bible camp, and of course many of our kids were able to come to that, and many went to other camps as well, but that's a, a fun thing they get to, get to do. Um, retreat, we retreat a lot sometimes, right? The, the, we had the marriage retreat that we've been announcing about. That was one I couldn't find a group photo. I assume one of the ladies took one that day and, and texted it to each other, but I couldn't get one. But we ate lunch together. Uh, it was eight or ten of us that were there together um, for the marriage retreat um, there in February up in Pigeon Forge. So had a great time there. The men had a retreat just a, a couple of months ago, and I didn't have any pictures from the youth retreat, but that usually happens in the fall. And Heath, again, leading our young people in, in a great way. Um, appreciate all that they're able to do. We've had, of course, women's ladies retreats at other times, different years, and, and various things that, that go on. And so um, all, all good memories, all things that encourage us. And so I had this slide in there last year, but I just want to say uh, for just a moment, even though we've got another week left, I hope you um, can think back to the last year and enjoy the memories, but also think about uh, the new year that is coming up. Um, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to turn to Romans chapter 12. We are just going to have just two little short thoughts here. What was very interesting to me was I had two thoughts that I thought about this week that I wanted to share with you. And when we think about family, and we talked about family this morning, we're going to come back to that. I went to my desk just, whatever, an hour ago, and when I was finishing putting a couple pictures into the, the presentation here, and I pulled up the internet and I went to, I use USA Today sometimes as a, as a news source just to look at and you can kind of read it there in the middle if you can see it. But the, the title of the main article on usatoday.com earlier was, Americans are lonely and it's killing them. And I just thought, as I'd already put together the back half of this that we're going to look at, it just struck me 
um, how amazing that is. And that's somewhat true. I'm not trying to discount, you know, their reporting or what they're saying. There are lots of people who are lonely for various reasons. There are lots of people who deal with depression and things and different, um, you know, struggles in their life. And it's true that when we're lonely and we go through loneliness, that it affects uh, our our heart, it affects, you know, our sleep, it affects our life, and the article listed several things, you know, um, early heart disease, dementia, uh, stroke, all those risks go up when a person is lonely, and it kind of struck me that it's the opposite of what we're supposed to have when it comes to our church family, so I wanted to take this from two different um, aspects. When you open Romans chapter 12, uh, Romans chapter 12 beginning in verse 9, my New King James Bible says to behave like a Christian. And if you've ever read Romans 12, beginning in verse 9 through verse 21, we are, here is a list of ways to behave like a Christian. And it's always struck me that in verse number 18, Paul says very plainly, if it is possible, again, this is New King James, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Now, my kids hopefully know this a little bit, my kids, because I pull it out every once in a while. Uh, to try to, to uh, encourage them to do the right thing. And my encouragement is always, it's as much as depends on you, right, in your life. You can't control the circumstances. You can't control the things that happen. You can't control what people say. You can't control what people think. But if it's possible, as much as depends on you. Now, again, I get in context here that the, the context is living peaceably with all men. But I just think about in, in life, it's up to each one of us. It's as much as depends on me. And if it's up to me, I'm going to do my best to be peaceable. I'm going to do my best to be kind. I'm going to do my best to be loving because it depends on me. You know what's a problem in our world today? And just kind of a, you know, I hate sometimes to make generalizations, but it's kind of true. Blame. Blame is a big problem. It's easy to blame everyone else and everything else in the world. Someone says, well, I don't like what the elders have done. I don't like what someone else has said. I, my parents made this, made me this way. Or because someone did this to me, that's why I've turned out. And sometimes we do it without even thinking. Or people do it without even thinking. They're always blaming and looking at external factors. Well, it's them. It's what they said. It's what they did. And I think the encouragement from Paul, of course, in particular, thinking about living peaceably is, don't let that be an issue. As much as depends on you, you do the right thing. I joke about my kids, and I do use it with my kids sometimes to say, quit, quit fussing with each other, you know, quit, quit blaming what somebody else has said or done, you do the right thing. I pick on my kids, but you know it happens among congregations as well, right? I'm not necessarily talking about or thinking about one situation at Saudi, but congregations have been split because somebody else says, well, look what they've done, look what they've said, and they don't think about what they can do. If each one of us will do the right thing when it comes to us, as much as depends on you, do the right thing, then we're on the right track. We know 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10, 2 Corinthians 5.10, Paul says there that each one of us will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So in some ways it is as much as depends on you. Whatever the new year holds, whatever is coming up in your life, whatever sickness, whatever illness, or whatever you face, as much as depends on you, each one of us, should do the right thing. But secondly, and we already touched on this this morning, so I don't want to, to go into great detail on it, because we've already encouraged ourselves. It's as much as depends on us individually, but God did give us a Christian family to love each other and to help one another. In particular here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 27, he says, Now you are the body of Christ 
and members individually. You know what he's saying? He's saying what I'm trying to say, that we are the body, but we're also individual, and we, we do have to work together while also understanding that we each one stand for ourselves. We have a family that we can be blessed by and be blessed with wherever we go. I was thinking about in my notes and as I was kind of writing down things that happened during the year, one of the bulletins mentioned how Gary had gone to Haiti. I think Sandra might have gone as well on separate trips this year. You know what they found? I remember Gary texted me a picture and I, I didn't find it and get it in the, in the PowerPoint. But you know what they found? They found family. The exact same family, family that they know as well. Well, no, not. They had, didn't. But they found family. I know that Travis, before they even started attending here and went to Peru, I know that Jerry and, and Charles and others have been places like Nicaragua. What did they find? They found family. They're trying to add to the family, but they found some family there. We had people with us, a whole row sat here this morning, and they were from different places, but in particular, uh, a few of them were from Washington, D.C., if you got a chance to meet them. And they're family, and they made the connection about family and, and they said you know if we ever come back we'll, we'll certainly try try to visit here again but there's something that unites us even as individuals when we come together as family everyone everywhere when we think about being a part of the body of Christ we are many members yet one body in the new year we have challenges that will come up we have things that we'll face and we have things that we should strive to do and we need to keep in our mind both that we are an individual as much as depends on us, I will do the right thing. But then also as a body, I should strive to work with my church family to do the best that I can. We know that the new year is about resolutions. In just a moment, we're about to sing the song, I Am Resolved. And that is sort of this idea of resolving to follow Christ and doing the right thing. I appreciate your attention for a few moments this afternoon. I know that uh, we can have a little laughter and fun and think about some good times from this year, but also challenge ourselves as we think about continuing to live for Christ. If you're here this afternoon and you've never put on Christ in baptism, we sing in just a moment this song that you would resolve, that you would be resolute and maybe even change your mind in repentance, which equals a change of life. Put on Christ in baptism, be added to the church so that you can begin to live faithfully but maybe you've done that uh, but you need to resolve to be better uh, to do better in following those things to be better in following Christ there is no better time certainly as we turn the calendar to a new year it's a good time people are thinking about these things but don't delay if there's something to miss in your life don't leave with that worry don't keep putting it off because if you put it off to the new year the new year rolls around you may want to keep putting it off and thinking it's not a big deal and then we sing songs like tomorrow may be too late which is a very heavy thought but also something true. Why not resolve? Why not resolve to follow him, even now as we stand together and as we sing?